Hi there. Welcome to another edition of Making Money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. We are talking about water. Ron, last week we sort of laid out some of the basic principles and the differences between water utilities and water stocks, how they're regulated. Some are regulated, some are unregulated. It's kind of a confusing area in some respects, but it's an essential area. We all need water. So now, if we all want to think about investing in this sector, what's the best approach? Do we want to start with ETFs? Yeah, let's start with ETFs. And then if you're just tuning in, we're going to look at some of the countries that allow water utilities to be privatized. And we'll look at water stocks and water utilities in Europe the U.S., the U.K., and Asia, and just give you some of the bigger players in that sector to give you an overview, and then we'll talk a little bit about strategy at the end. So using ETFs in the water sector is a good way to invest because, number one, you get a basket of securities, and number two, because you're looking at investing outside of Canada because we don't have any publicly, all our water utilities are owned by the government, so there's no publicly traded water utilities where you can buy their stock on the market. So most of the stocks you're looking at are going to be either from Asia, Europe, uh, South America, or the U.S. So for many people, that's beyond their expertise. So a good way to start is to look at buying an exchange-traded fund. And there's a couple of examples that I'll give you. The first one is trades in Canada. It's the iShares Global Water ETF. The symbol is CWW, and it trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange. And it owns 50 global water companies from around the world. And the advantage is that you don't have to do the currency conversion because it is priced in Canadian dollars. The second one is the Invesco S&P Global Water Index. The symbol is CGW. It trades in the U.S., and it seeks to mirror the performance in terms of price and yield to the S&P Global Water Index, which uh, has or tracks that index, which has 50 global water stocks from around the world in it. So it has the same stocks as the S&P Global Water Index. So you're getting a broad base of companies from around the world that are in this sector, and it is priced in U.S. dollars. So if you have Canadian dollars, you might want to look at a Canadian ETF. You have U.S. dollars, and you don't want to convert back. Take a look at the Invesco product. Okay, so now let's look at some of these different areas that you spoke about. You've, you've referenced the United Kingdom on several occasions, and, and is that sort of the, the, the place we want to stop and, and, and take a look at some of the top U.K. water stocks? Yes, let's, uh, let's start there. Severn and Trent, uh, this company is the largest listed UK water company, and it has around four and a half million homes that it services, and that is about eight million customers. So it's a very, very big water utility, and it's in the area of the Midlands in the UK, and the company operates within the catchment areas of two of Britain's largest rivers. It doesn't have very many large rivers, by the way the Severn and the Trent, and that's where it got its name from. And uh, the company has really driven hard to keep its prices down, and it has tried to become a little bit more environmentally sensitive, and literally half its power uh, needs now come from renewable energy. 
and it's reduced its carbon footprint by about 41%. So this has been kind of a go-to stock for the green crowd because this company has really done a lot of work uh, to reduce their environmental footprint. Okay, United Utilities, another one. Yes, and just to backtrack a bit, if uh, you want to follow this stock, it trades over-the-counter in the U.S., so you can buy it in U.S. dollars. The symbol is SVTRF, so that's Severn and Trent. Now, United Utilities is another one that trades over-the-counter in the U.S., and it's a U.K. utility. The symbol is UUGRY. It services about 3 million homes and 200,000 businesses in northwest England. And uh, one of the hidden assets of this company is that it's the largest corporate landowner in England. It's got 56,000 hectares under its belt. So uh, this is another big player. So and you talk, you got some real estate assets in there as well, in addition to the water. Pennon Group. Yes, uh, Pennon is P-E-G-R-Y, and this is the smallest of the three water stocks listed in London. But it has one of the advantages in that it has a pretty large non-regulated business that's called Virador that's into recycling, and uh, they literally recycle about 7 million tons of waste each year, and they energy recycle, turn this into electricity, and so this has faster growth than the utility side, which uh, they service about 1.7 million people. They have 160,000 businesses, so they're still a big player, but uh, it, I think it just simply means that with more exposure to the non-regulated side, these guys have probably a little more upside and can be a little bit more volatile than just the pure utility. Well, and probably because this recycling and things, right? They, 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 Absolutely. They've got some tentacles going out there. Okay, Pentair PLC. Pentair makes valves. Uh, they make smart products, uh, computer uh, programs to manage water system, and their big area of focus is in filtration. And as we said before, 80% of the water is not that globally is not recycled or retreated. So there is a big growth opportunity for Pentair because they supply those kinds of products, not just in Europe or the UK, but globally. And they trade in the U.S. The symbol is PNR, and it trades on uh, the New York Stock Exchange. You know, looking to the future, Ron, I, I, I remember seeing something on television within the last couple of years where somebody was out of water treatment plant and it was sewage water coming in and it was being filtered and recycled and cleaned and then they were drinking it at the end of the episode. I mean, that's something we're going to have to be doing more and more of, right? And that's this company's an example of that. Yeah, I saw it. I think maybe it was the same program and uh, uh, they had Bill Gates who has a $40 billion of his own money, he set into a foundation, and he's funding a lot of these different types of uh, technologies to make uh, recycling and uh, vaccines. He's doing a lot of work in many different sectors. And I saw him, literally, they showed the scum of the water before, and there he, they turned a tap. He, he took a cup of water and drank it. Yeah. And uh, I think he was a little squeamish doing that. You can see the look on his face, but he did it. And the... Uh, they tested the water that he drank, and frankly, it was a lot better than coming out of the taps 
in many of the areas of the U.S. Something to think about. Again, that is Pentair PLC, and that symbol is PNR, correct? Correct. Okay, let's talk about the U.S. water stocks. And now this is one area that, uh, you know, in full disclosure, you say you've owned water utilities over the year, as have I. And one of the ones I can remember is American Water Works. Yes, I've owned American Water, Aqua America, California Water Service. So I've owned a lot of these in the past. Uh, they've gotten a little expensive, so I've taken uh, my positions off the table. Uh, probably a mistake. If they get cheaper, I'm going to go back in and buy them and probably stick them in the drawer and, and never look at them again because this is the kind of industry that I'm happy to own for not months and weeks, but years and decades. American Waterworks is AWK. It trades in the U.S., and it's by far the largest publicly listed water company in the U.S. It provides drinking water for about 14 million people. Uh, they have assets in 46 states, and uh, this makes them the most geographically diversified. It also has a very substantial military services group. And if you've been to the U.S. and you've seen the big military bases cool. all over the place, uh, this is a very profitable sector for them. Tapped into the U.S. military and that government money just keeps flowing. Aqua America, interesting name. Yeah, a little smaller. They operate in eight U.S. states. The symbol is WTR. I think it's short for water. So Aqua America, WTR. They're in Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, Illinois, Texas, New Jersey, Indiana, Virginia, mostly in the Northeast. And it provides water services to around 3 million people. And uh, also, they're growing their wastewater business. Uh, and they service about 250,000 businesses. The company has grown over the years. And this is a good example of how diversified the industry is. There's all these little towns which have their own water utilities. They can't afford to keep them up. So this company will go in and buy them and put capital into them. The company has grown over the years through acquisitions. They've made 370 purchases of water utilities since 1995. In fact, they made 28 in the two-year period between 2006, 2016 and 2018 alone which has really helped them drive not only their customer count, but their earnings. Okay. Watt Water Technologies. Watts is uh, not a water utility per se, but uh, they provide high-end engineering, and they're a global supplier of products and services. They'll help with plumbing, drainage, flow control, water quality, and its products are used in all kinds of buildings. It generates about 60% of its revenue in the U.S., with the rest coming from overseas. So uh, this is not a water utility, but it's a water stock that has done very well over time. WTS is that symbol. Uh, another one, well, California, that, that comes into the conversation all the time about water because of the Central Valley, the agriculture, the, the droughts that they've gone through, although I think they now consider the drought to be over down there. California Water Services Group, CWT. Now, this is the largest publicly listed water utility, uh, is one of the largest uh, listed uh, water utilities in the U.S., and it has a lot of subsidiaries, so it supplies more than just water to California. They own Hawaii water, New Mexico water, and Washington water, so uh, they're quite well diversified. And, of course, California is a big state. Uh, watch California Water Services because one of the big pushes in California 
is because of so many people living in that state. I mean, it has the population of Canada that this is going to be one of the first places that we'll see that ends up using desal, uh, desalination in a big, big way. And the final one is a company called, is it Xylem? Yeah, Xylem, X-Y-L in the U.S. And these guys build state-of-the-art water treatment facilities. So their clients are not only the water utilities that are public and private, but also a lot of businesses. Because as you see environmental standards get higher and higher, people just can't take and dump their water into uh, or their sewage into an open body of water anymore. They've got to treat it. So Xylem is having very good results, not only selling their product to uh, utilities, but also corporations as well. Well, and as a Canadian, one would hope they're selling it to Victoria and some of those places in Montreal that have been guilty of dumping raw sewage over the last few years, but not to get (laughs) off on that tangent. Uh, European water stocks. Let's look across the Atlantic. Suez Environment. Yeah, Suez is a French utility that specializes in water and waste management. Uh, They get about one-third of the revenue from France. They are... Essentially, they're a global player, but they have a fairly high concentration in Europe. Uh, Suez is a French company, but you can buy it over the counter in the U.S. And if you're looking for a symbol, it's S-Z-E-B-Y. So uh, this is uh, uh, one thing you'll find about the European players. They tend to be more global, whereas the American companies typically focus on North American opportunities. The European companies not only look at Europe, but are also much bigger global players. Veolia, is this another French company? Yeah, Veolia is a French, literally, it's the biggest water utility in the world. It supplies 95 million people globally with their drinking water, and it does wastewater service for about another 63 million people. So these guys are literally gigantic. And the symbol V-E-O-E-Y, it trades on uh, New York as well as in Europe. And uh, these guys are very diversified geographically. They're all over Asia. They're in South America. They are virtually everywhere. The company stumbled. They got into far too many businesses that were low profit. They've been exiting those businesses. And uh, frankly, they've been really strengthening that business over the last couple of years. And you made a little note here about this company, Ron, that they're big on, on converting waste into energy and new materials. So they're, they're, they're kind of blazing a trail here, too. Yeah, and, uh, and frankly, uh, that is going to be uh, important going forward because you just see so many products that aren't being reused. I mean, obviously, the, the, the water bottle issue, you see water bottles you know, if you go everywhere, anywhere in the world, you see them. So this is going to be not only a mandate uh, that they will take on, but it's going to be a mandate that they're going to be forced to take on or somebody's going to be forced to take on and we'll find a profitable way to do it because there's more and more pressure on not only the public, but also uh, corporations to get produced products that were a lot more environmentally friendly or that can be recycled. Okay, and the final area we want to check out is Asian Water Works. 
Now, what I've done with all the ones I've shown you, I've tried to take the big players in the industry. There's lots of small companies that we could talk about, but uh, the listener wanted an overview, and so I'm trying to provide the sort of the biggest and the best companies in each market to take a look at. Kirita is KTWIF. It's a Japanese company, but here again, uh, the shares are available to purchase in U.S. dollars in the U.S. markets. Uh, they manufacture chemicals that are needed to treat water. Also, they build and operate and maintain water treatment plants, and uh, they have products that they sell, water filters and purifiers to the general public. Uh, it generates about 37% of its revenue overseas, and I would expect that that is going to grow quite dramatically over the years. So there you go, an overview on water. Big topic, Ron. Lots to lots to think about here, but it's something I think you'd have to, if you were an investor and you didn't hold some of these, you'd probably be making a mistake. Like you say, put them in the drawer and forget about them. We're going to need water forever going ahead. Yeah, and, and right now, because water stocks are at the high or extreme end of their valuation range, what you want to do is wait for a general market correction before taking big positions. If you want to establish a position, start small and dollar cost average over time. If you're a trader, because these things have gone up so much, uh, you can even take a little bit of profits off the table here. But for big positions, I think that these stocks have had a huge run like everything else. And you can wait for a pullback before uh, taking a larger position. It'll probably save you some money. Okay, water stocks. Something to think about as you build your portfolio. Uh, we're back next week with another edition of Making Money, and we're going we're gonna to dip our toes into the controversial waters of energy. Uh, boy, this is just a hornet's nest right now, Ron, but there's lots to focus on there, right? There's lots to focus on, and uh, frankly, because both sides are using scare tactics, I think it's really important to cut through all the, the scare-mongering, just look at the facts, especially if you're an investor. It's very important to just take your time, and we're going to do a big overview of renewable energy, fossil fuels. We're going to look at opportunities in every sector, and so if you have an energy portfolio like a lot of people in Alberta do, or you have uh, we're looking at how do you play this? Should I go renewable? Shall I go fossil fuel? Uh, we'll have a lot of very, very good information and that hopefully will clear up some of the misconceptions. And the first thing you've got to do before you invest in that sector is you've got to think straight about it before you put a dollar in. Okay, so we're back next week with another edition of Making Money. Again, a reminder, if you have a question about something you'd like us to explore, please send it to us. You can reach us at the cfcw.com website. The show's called Making Money. The link is there. It'll come directly to our inboxes. Or you can communicate with us directly through our website, letsmakemoney.ca. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk to you next time. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.